Good morning. Welcome to you and welcome to our worshipers online. If you're worshiping online and you're somewhere fun because it's your fall break or something like that, send us a picture from where you are. At least let us know that you're out there. We love you and we're glad that we're connected to you in that way. Wasn't that prelude beautiful? We sometimes forget about Rhonda being up here, but man, she's she's wearing that piano out. It's a gorgeous instrument and we get to hear it. It's wonderful. So listen, we have a couple of announcements that are very important. Um, one is we just got through having the blessing of the animals at 10 o'clock right out here. It was so much fun. Next year when we do it, I hope that you'll come and bring your critters. It's not just dogs and cats. We had a, a bearded dragon named Spike. We had a hedgehog named Jaws. We had a turtle. What's the turtle's name? Huh? Knox a turtle, and we had at least one cat, mostly dogs. It was, it was great. We had a memorial table for uh, those special pets that we had to say goodbye to that, uh, that we remembered them. So fantastic. We have, look, we have flowers on the altars again. We got, um, we have roses in the honor of Evander Phillips Leach, parents Phillips and Alyssa, grandparents, our own Nan McFadgen and Harden Leach. So we other roses are for Ella Gray Marsh, parents Philip and Katie Gray, grandparents, our own Martha and Dewey Gray. So how great is it we continue to have these roses on the altar for these babies? This is awesome. Tomorrow at lunchtime is the UMW luncheon at 12 and it will be upstairs. And if you have reservations for that, then Come and join a great group of people. One more announcement, and this is the funnest announcement, even more fun than the blessing of the animals. On October 31st, we're going to have trunk or treat at the Casey's Farm, and it's going to be from 2 to 4, and here's why I need your help. Miss Catherine needs your help. We need more volunteers. We need people that can bring their car and set up their trunk and decorate and help and need people to come and help, volunteer to help with the kids. It's going to be fun. You can dress up or you can not dress up. Uh, you could still come and help or just come and enjoy it and eat some candy. That's, that's always the bonus. So um, I think that's all of our announcements. And so now we're going to hear our call to worship.
take your hymnal as we stand together and sing hymn number 529, How Firm a Foundation. on Jesus still rings for repose. I will not, I will not desert to its growth. Please remain standing and join together with, with Christians around the world and across the ages as we gladly say what we believe. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to
Our choir is absolutely awesome, aren't they? I, uh, I messaged JT this week and I said, what hymns work for this week? And he always has the best hymns in mind. The choir's absolutely amazing. Uh, as we prepare our hearts for a time of tithe offering, we want to say thank you for being such an awesome, generous church that enables uh, church to be in the community and to help so many people. So, and do awesome things like our uh, trunk or treat as well. So we thank you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, um, as today we, we celebrated blessing of animals, God, we lift up um, those folks who have animals at home that are there, uh, that bring them hope, God, that, are, that maybe folks that are shut-ins, that have a dog or a cat that brings so much joy and comfort to them. We pray that you will bless those animals and bless those folks uh, who care for them as well. We pray for the service dogs in our communities, those dogs that work here for the Gadsden Police Department, that that sniff for bombs in the schools, and, and we pray for the dogs that are therapy dogs in our community. We lift up those dogs that help uh, blind folks to be guided around. We pray for those dogs as well. We are thankful for all of the creatures that you have blessed us with. We pray that uh, they will continue to bring us joy and comfort and continue to uh, show us how awesome that you are for creating them. God, we, we lift up uh, in our communities, we, we lift up our teachers, we lift up uh, our doctors and nurses, God, um, and, and you know the unspoken requests that are in this room as well. We lift those up to you as well. And God, we sometimes don't have the words to say, we were reminded how you taught us to pray when you said, our, our Father, Father, who art, who art in, heaven, in heaven, hallowed, hallowed be thy, thy name, name. Thy, thy kingdom, kingdom come, thy, thy will be done. done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
is absolutely awesome. I hope you got a stone on the way in. If you did not get a stone, you can get one on your way out. They're at that door and that door over there. And if you're at home, if you're at home, if you can just grab a stone from your card later today. So we're all thinking one of those uh, today. Uh, I have a question for you. Have you ever seen the Tom Hanks movie, Castaway? Have you seen that one? Um, he is really, really lonely in that movie, Tom Hanks. It's just him on an island. Um, and uh, it sounds nice. If somebody said, do you want to be alone on an island? Pastor Sam, you might say, that sounds pretty great. But it might be great for like an hour. It's not going to be great for days and days and days. It's going to get really lonely. Tom Hanks in that movie ends up talking to a volleyball, I believe. Um, I know I sometimes like that idea of having some, some time to myself, but if my family is to go out of town, I get excited. If Jen and Afton were to say, we're going, the few times they've gone out, just the two of them out for a couple days, and I get excited. I, I, I get some frozen pizzas. It's just going to be me hanging out in front of the TV with some junk food. And then I get lonely in about an hour or two, and I'm like, this, this really isn't that great. So uh, in the passage we're about to read, it deals with loneliness, with just uh, grief, and it's, it's the book from the book of Job. Um, if you're familiar with this book, it starts off by saying how great of a guy. Job was a good guy. Uh, he did the right things. He was faithful to God, but he loses everything. He loses his kids, his livestock, money, because he, you know, a lot of his money came from the livestock. Everything's going bad for Job. And then Job even found, finds that he, he'll say he feels like he can't find God, right? And I think we've all been at places where we might say that too. He feels really, really alone. Um, and we even see in this book that his friends are not the best comforters either. You know when you're really down and out and you really need some good friends? Job doesn't necessarily have that either. So each and every one of us, I think if we're honest, we could say, We've experienced some difficulty in the past two years, right? We've maybe experienced an extra dose of loneliness when things were shut down during the pandemic. Um, but Job not only feels lonely because he's lost people, he also feels abandoned from God. Can you relate to Job? Can you blame him? Do you want to throw blame to Job for feeling the way he does? I don't know about you, but I like to read happy scriptures. And when I found that this was the lectionary scripture for today, I thought, that's a real downer scripture I got. How am I going to preach this really sad scripture from the book of Job? But here we go. I have five points that I think are really important for all of us today. And this is from Job 23, 1 through 9, and then I'm going to read verses 16 through 17. And I'm reading from the Common English Translation. Today my complaint is again bitter. My strength is weighed down because of my groaning. Oh, that I could know how to find him. Come to his dwelling place. I would lay out my case before him. Fill my mouth with arguments. Know the words with which he would answer. Understand what he would say to me. Would he contend with me through brute force? No, he would surely listen to me. Therefore, those who do the right thing can argue with him. I could escape from my judge forever. Look, I go east, he's not there. West, I don't discover him. North, in his activity, and I don't grasp him. He turns south, and I don't see. 
Then I'm going to skip to verses 16 and 17. God has weakened my mind. The Almighty has frightened me. Still, I'm not alienated by darkness. He has hidden deep darkness from me. Let's pray. Loving God, I pray that through this really hard scripture, that you will show us hope, that you will show us that we are loved and that we can grow. I pray that you will have this scripture speak to us this morning. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. So you have a stone, and if you didn't get one, you can get one on the way out. But I bet we could all say that Job in this passage has hit rock bottom. Would you agree that Job has hit rock bottom? And that's what this is going to represent. Um, and I bet some of you could say at points in your life, you would say you feel like you hit rock bottom at some point or another. And it may have been this year. Um, so here's my first point about this. When we hit rock bottom, bad theology can creep in and do even more harm. I had some really bad theology when I was growing up as a kid. Some really bad misconceptions about prayer as a teen and a young adult. Uh, and maybe you can relate to some of these. Because um, when Job hits rock bottom, sometimes we hit rock bottom too. When I was college age, I was not part of a Methodist congregation, okay? But I can remember meeting with a small group of college age students, and we would oftentimes have a time of prayer. Um, and I can remember a guy in this group saying to us, and this is one of the leaders of this group, this college age group, God is not hearing your prayers because you don't pray loud enough. That's bad theology, right? So when we hit rock bottom to think that God is not hearing us because we're not praying loud enough, that could be bad theology. Um, I was taught in a very um, strict Christian school growing up. Uh, I was taught this. Um, this was another bad theology that God was not hearing my prayers or caring or loving me because I messed up the day before, right? Um, because I think, well, wait a minute. Didn't God listen to the prayers of David? When we think about David, in the, uh, David wrote most of the Psalms and we can read some of his prayers. Think about the terrible things that David did. David had someone killed. He had an affair. He did all these things, right? And I had people telling me as a teenager, God was not going to answer your prayer because something you did bad the day before with your friends, right? And it wasn't, that was bad, it was bad theology. It was bad theology. Let me go back to the first one too, that God, when I was told that God wouldn't hear me because I wasn't loud enough, I think about God the creator who made all those beautiful animals that were a blessing of the animals, who knows our every thought before we even speak them. God can hear our prayers when we're quiet, Right? I was also taught at times that terrible things happened because God chose for them to happen to me because it was God's will and it was predestined before the beginning of time. And that it didn't matter. Uh, and, and, and no matter what I prayed or, or what I did, that God wasn't going to listen because it was just predestined. And that was not true either. Because we know with Job and we know with us that when we hit rock bottom, we are loved. We are loved. So don't let bad theology creep in. I've been told too that when you do, I've been told bad things happened or you hit rock bottom because you didn't have enough faith. And that wasn't true either. Maybe the way things should have been handled and the way we can handle it is to say, we all go through terrible situations in life. We don't know why they happen. 
Sometimes our situations are just a dash of what happened to Job, right? But God is with us when we hit rock bottom. God loves us and cares for us when we hit rock bottom. When we go through those difficult times, we are loved deeply. And we don't always have the answer of why it happened. We live in a sinful, fallen world where bad stuff happens. It doesn't mean you did something wrong or that God is mad at you or you didn't pray loud enough, right? Or God just chose these terrible things to happen to you. Even when we can't see or feel God's presence, we are loved. We discussed in celebration service last Sunday about doubt and Thomas. Uh, and we talked about how many of the saints that have gone before us in the Bible. We, we, we talked about Moses and some of these folks who just really wrestled with their call and didn't have enough faith at times. We even talked about John Wesley, how he wrestled with his faith. There's an article on the United Methodist website. It says, God, why have you left me? What people of faith can do with doubt? Ronald, Reverend Ronald Greer wrote this about John Wesley. Just weeks before his Aldersgate experience, Wesley wrote, I was clearly convinced of unbelief. Immediately, it struck into my mind. Leave off preaching. This is John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist Church. Struggle with doubt and said, leave off preaching. And he asked Peter Bowler, whether he thought he should leave it off or not, he answered, by no means, preach faith until you have it, and then because you have preached it, you will have faith. We may not have a pulpit from which we can preach faith, but each and every one of us, even when we are living through doubt and pain, we, uh, when we study and pray and follow the example of Jesus, uh, when, we, when, we, when we pray and continue to live that faith, we follow the example of Jesus. So even in times where we feel like we hit rock bottom, even when we struggle with our faith, may we continue to live it. May we continue to show up. May we continue to pray and seek God, and then we will grow in our faith. May we learn from Job. Number two, here's the second thing. Job had bitter complaints in this passage. Um, and yes, God listened to Job. God heard Job, and God loved Job. I used to think how terrible it was to go to God with complaints, right? Because Job has bitter complaints. But then I am reminded of the Psalms again. If you read the Psalms, David often starts with whining and complaining before it turns to praise. I have learned that we can be real with God and go to God with our groaning, our complaining, and turn it into praise, right? So we can learn from Job to be real and authentic and have bitter complaints. I think Job had every reason to gripe and complain. He lost everything, and God loved him through it. Number three, we need each other, is what I learned from Job and Job's prayer here. Just turning on the news reminds me how much we need each other. Because we all walk through difficult difficulties at times and hit rock bottom. Romans 12, 15 says this, Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. Galatians 6, 2 says, Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. I can't even begin to express to you how uh, powerful our journey groups are. Um, for people, especially when a tragedy hits. When I say a journey group, I mean anything that's a small group within the church, right? I saw some of you coming in this door today, uh, instead of that door, which if you came in this door, 
I know you probably came from the Martin Fellowship class, am I right? And I know for the folks in the Martin Fellowship class, when somebody is going through a tragedy, somebody has hit rock bottom, your friends surround you, they love you, they care for you, right? But it's the same for the people in the choir, that small group, that bond they have, the way they are there for each other. I think about Men at the Well, our online Bible study, or Pastor Sam's Bible study. Those groups, the United Methodist Women, when they meet together, y'all are there for each other. We know that, we know that. People get to know you, they know your story, and they will be there for you. And again, I gave you a stone. Here's my point number four. Do you know someone who is hurting like Job? Because that's what this passage makes us think about. Do you know somebody who is hurting like Job? I'm going to give you just a second. We're going to pause for just a second. I want you to hold your stone, if you got one. I want you to think about it for a minute. Who you know that has hit rock bottom. I'm going to give you a second to think about it. All right, now let's not judge this person with bad theology and try to tell them why all these bad things happened. But let's think about how can we show love to that person? How can we show love to that person? How can we pray for that person that has hit rock bottom? How can we bring them hope and comfort and show them the love of Christ? Maybe when you hold that stone, you can't think of someone else because it just represents you, because maybe you currently are, are, at, are at rock bottom. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 says this, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Point number five, this is the last one. May this sanctuary... This church be a place for people that have hit rock bottom, no matter who they are. May our altar be open for people to cry and, and, and to, to cry out to God, right? Maybe even if they have bitter complaints like Job does. A place to get comfort in a Sunday school. May it be a place for all people who are hurting to feel welcome and loved. When I read this passage, it immediately made me think of Psalm 139, because David so many times hit rock bottom. And this is my favorite psalm in scripture. I'm just going to read parts of Psalm 139. It says, you have searched me, Lord. You know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. Before a word was spoken uh, on my tongue, you, Lord, knew it completely. You hem me behind and before you lay your hands upon me. I'm going to skip a couple verses here. Where can I go to escape your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depth, you are there. Even the darkness will be not be dark to you. The night will shine like day. The darkness is a light to you. For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So I remind all of us, whether it's us or somebody else that has hit their, their uh, rock bottom, God knows everything about you or them. We are wonderfully and fearfully made. We are loved, we are cared for. 
In those times we feel like Job and we say, I can't find God. Know that you are loved, that you are cared for. You can go to God with those bitter complaints. You can be real and authentic with God. So here as we have this stone, I give us all homework for this week, all right? This is our homework. I want you to keep this stone. You can put it, if you have a purse, you can put it in your purse. You can put it in your car in the bottom of the cup holder. You can put it under the couch, but I want you to keep it. I want you to keep it. Each and every time we see it, may it remind us that you are loved, especially at those moments when you hit rock bottom. May it remind you if you're digging through your purse or going through the cup holder or you find it in your couch cushion, may it remind you of how much God loves you and loves somebody else who has hit rock bottom. May it remind you when you're going through your purse and you pull something out and you find this stone, may it remind you to reach out and show love to someone who has hit rock bottom. Let's pray. Loving God, as we have these stones and we remind ourselves that we are loved when we hit rock bottom, but also that we are called to love others who have hit that place currently. May we feel that we can be real with our grief and our agony and our prayers to you. God, as we hold this stone, show us who it represents in our lives that needs to know your love and your comfort. We're reminded as we hold this stone that we are in your hands. We are in your care. We are loved, cared for. We are worth uh, Jesus coming for. We are, that, we are loved that much. As the psalmist says, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. God, we pray for the, thought, the people that, um, that those folks are thinking of right now, those folks who have hit rock bottom that are hurting, those friends, those loved ones. We pray that you will give us the words to say to them. Give us the ways that we can show love and encouragement to them. And God, through the difficult years, uh, the past two years that we have had, and sometimes we don't know the exact words to pray, we're reminded of the serenity prayer. And if you know it, you can say it with us. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Will you stand and sing our closing hymn with us? It's uh, number 381. Savior, like a shepherd, lead us.
as we leave here today, may we be reminded that God loves us when we hit rock bottom. And may we be reminded today that we are called to share love and show God's love to those who are hurting that have hit rock bottom. Go in peace.